well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm glad that you are along for the ride today. Speaking of going along for the ride, I took a little extra, you know, 20-mile journey or so trying to find uh, gas, given that I uh, live on the East Coast and the Colonial Pipeline has been shut down because of the ransomware attack, and the Biden administration has no clue what to do about that. Thankfully, I was able to uh, find some gas tucked away in an uh, out-of-the-way gas station in rural Virginia. I don't know uh, how I'm going to find my next tank. Hopefully, this uh, crisis will be over by the time that arrives. But I'm glad again that you were with us. I'm glad that I'm with you today. Uh, and uh, we're going to be talking on the program today uh, about a, a bill in South Carolina, open carry with training. This is actually, I don't want to call it a compromise measure, but it's a, it, it's a weakened bill compared to uh, constitutional carry, which uh, was also brought up in South Carolina this year, but uh, did not survive a uh, vote in the state Senate. So the you know next best thing is open carry with training, except that there are some gun owners in the state of South Carolina who are upset about this bill. I'm trying to figure out why, but we're going to get into that uh, in just a moment. Do want to let you know, though, before we uh, get started in earnest, obviously, you know, if you pay attention to this program each and every day, uh, our Second Amendment rights are under attack like really no time in history. I mean, we're talking about a good bill in South Carolina, but there are lots of bad bills out there as well. Uh, Colorado lawmakers advancing a bill that would destroy firearms preemption. State of Delaware uh, looking at a... Uh, handgun licensing bill that would be bad news for potential gun owners in the state of Delaware. Gun control activists, again, they know that this is their window of opportunity to act, and they are trying to take full advantage of that. Well, the Second Amendment Foundation needs you to take action as well. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to make taking away your Second Amendment rights a top priority in their administration, whether it's through gun bans, gun confiscation, gun taxes, and, of course, the uh, regulations on firearms, like we talked about on yesterday's program with the uh, DOJ's new announcement about a proposed rule on, quote-unquote, ghost guns. Well, you can join this fight, and it begins when you text JOIN SAF to 474747. Again, text JOIN SAF to 474747 to pledge your support and become a Second Amendment first responder. All right. And again, we've got a lot of those Second Amendment supporters in uh, South Carolina, but I just find it odd that uh, there are some gun owners out there who are objecting to the open carry with training bill that uh, should be signed into law by Governor Henry McMaster here before long. Uh, ABC 15 in South Carolina with a story. It's a step backwards. Horry County gun shop owner against open carry legislation. Yeah, Robert Batista, who is the owner of 707 Gun Shop in Horry County, said uh, that was a good thing that South Carolina was one of five states in the country to ban the open carrying of firearms. He says, we're already a concealed carry state. He says, the law is to be able to open carry with a permit, so I don't really see the need. Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I suspect that uh, most folks uh, who could now choose to carry either openly or concealed, or at least once this bill becomes law, could choose whether or not to carry openly or concealed. I have a feeling that most of them are going to continue to carry concealed. Um, this is a fairly modest change to South Carolina state law, all things considered. 
We'll get into the benefits of this uh, in just a little bit. But to Ori's objection, excuse me, to Batista's objection, uh, he wishes that the legislature had been doing more. He says uh, it's not a step forward. He says, I think there was a lot of gun legislation that we could have passed, like getting rid of gun-free zones. We already had the right to carry a gun. I don't understand why they spent all this time and effort to get this open carry bill. Well, let me explain. A, I don't think you could have gotten a bill through the South Carolina legislature that would have repealed all gun-free zones in the state. You couldn't get a bill through the South Carolina state legislature this year that would allow for uh, open carry or concealed carry without a license. Constitutional carry, which has been adopted so far this year in Montana, Utah, Iowa, uh, one other state. I'm blanking on the states now because there have been so many of them. Texas is getting ready to... Uh, 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 approved constitutional carry. I mean, we've already seen it pass out of the legislature. It's got to go back for a concurrence vote in the House, but Governor Greg Abbott will uh, assign the bill. Tennessee, that was the other state. So we've already seen five states adopt constitutional carry this year, but South Carolina couldn't get it done. So South Carolina's lawmakers were not in favor of pure constitutional carry or permitless carry. No, I, I, I don't think that they could have gotten a bill repealing gun-free zones through the state legislature. Now, again, that might be a reason to complain about the Republican supermajority in the South Carolina state legislature, and maybe we need to have some um, uh, more ardent Second Amendment supporters there in the uh, state Senate and the state House. But the idea that, well, you know, we we passed this when we should have been doing more. There were other pro-gun bills introduced to the South Carolina legislature this year. Most of them didn't make enough progress to get to Governor McMaster's desk. This one, on the other hand, did. Now, as for the benefits of open carry with training, Carl Hoffen is the uh, president of the Palmetto Gun Club, and he says, look, I support the law with training. It's open carry with training. Basically, you have to be in possession of a valid concealed carry permit. Uh, but he says that uh, this is a step in the right direction. He says the legislation will help those who legally own a gun from being punished if they inadvertently expose their firearm, which right now in South Carolina is a crime. If you're carrying concealed, but all of a sudden, you know, the hem of your T-shirt catches on the butt of your gun, you could be arrested for that. If you're walking down the street and you've got your firearm concealed, but your jacket flips open, you could be arrested for that. So this is a step in the right direction. Um, not as big a step as I would like to see in the state of South Carolina, but it is a step in the right direction. More importantly, this bill, I think, was dramatically improved by the addition of a couple of amendments to the Senate bill. Now, the House still has to concur with the Senate amendments, and I hope that they do, because I think that this these amendments would bring this bill not only from a concealed carry, open carry with training measure, but really would expand the opportunities for South Carolinians to obtain a concealed carry license, because one of these amendments would remove the fee, the $50 fee, for you to obtain a carry license in the state of South Carolina. That fee would be gone, wiped out, no charge to obtain a concealed carry license. That's a huge step forward. Another big step forward in this uh, Senate bill, uh, an amendment that requires the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division to offer concealed carry training free of charge to those who want it. 
and those who can't get it anywhere else. Now, fire instructors might have a problem with that amendment in South Carolina. You might say, listen, you're, you're, you're going after our business model here if you're saying you can uh, uh, you know, offer these courses free of charge. So I don't know that the House is actually going to concur with that amendment. But I, I like the idea, honestly. If you can show, and maybe there needs to be some sort of means testing, where if you can show that you know your income is at the federal poverty limit or below, and that spending $150 on getting that concealed uh, a carry course is going to be a financial burden on you, then maybe the state comes in and says, all right, well, listen, you can take the state-approved course through one of our instructors. I, I would be okay with that. I don't want to do anything to hurt firearm instructors, but I also want to ensure that anybody and everybody who wants to exercise their right to bear arms in self-defense and who's legally allowed to do so has the opportunity to do so. And one of the ways that you do that, again, is you remove the financial hurdles uh, imposed by the state before you can exercise a constitutional right. So I think with the addition of those amendments, this is a you know, a, a a modest bill, but still a good bill, but it has been dramatically improved, uh, particularly, again, with the removal of the fee by the state of South Carolina uh, to obtain a carry license. Now, there are also, it should be noted, some objections from uh, gun control activists and those who are opposed to generally any expansion uh, of the right to keep and bear arms. ABC 15 spoke with uh, Elizabeth Bowers. Bowens, excuse me, um, whose son was killed with a firearm. And she said, with crime going up across the nation, she doesn't understand why lawmakers would even consider open carry with training. She said, quote, the violence is going up and all of that. The homicide and deaths are going up. The rates increased itself. So why would you sign a bill if the crime rate's already up here? Why would you make people more fearful? Because they're frightened already. People are very frightened already. So why would you put more fear in people? And, and to that, I, I would reply to Elizabeth Bowens that this isn't about putting more fear in people, except maybe bad guys. Yeah, it is true. Crime is up in South Carolina. Crime is up in many places across the country, including places with very restrictive gun control laws like New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Francisco. The commonality in those cities in South Carolina is that it is not legal gun owners or concealed carry holders, or in the case of South Carolina, carry license holders, who are committing these violent crimes. So making it easier for responsible citizens to protect themselves with a firearm is not going to lead to an increase in homicides or shootings or carjackings or home invasions because these people aren't committing these crimes already. The existing body of concealed carry licensees in South Carolina are not the individuals who are driving up the state's crime rate. These are people who illegally possess a gun, illegally use a gun, in many cases are not legally eligible to own a firearm. Making it easier for the law-abiding to exercise a constitutional right shouldn't make anybody afraid, unless, again, you've got uh, ill intent in your heart and you're now worried about running across an armed citizen. Again, do I wish this bill were stronger? Do I wish it were a pure constitutional carry bill? Of course I do. Am I disappointed that a, a, a state that is so uh, deeply red in terms of its politics didn't take that step this year? Yep, I sure am. 
But that doesn't mean that this is a bad bill. And my hope is that uh, if this bill becomes law, then next session, lawmakers can go back and say, look, open carry with training didn't cause the problems that people said it was going to cause. The wild, wild west did not erupt. We don't have shootouts in the uh, parking lots of Burger King. Uh, Let's go ahead and take the next step here and say that if you can legally own a firearm, then you can legally carry it. By the way, one of the other objections in South Carolina is that this would actually lead to more police uh, involvement, more, you know, stop and frisks, more up against the wall. I'm going to pat you down. I think it's going to lead to less of that. If you're concerned about over-policing in this country, and if you're concerned about over-policing the state of South Carolina, you should be all in favor of this open carry with training. But because as I said, no longer can police or would police be able to arrest you because you inadvertently exposed your firearm and you were, you know, for a few seconds open carrying uh, when you have a concealed carry license. This would cut down on over-policing. This would likely cut down on arrests for nonviolent possessory offenses, allowing law enforcement to focus more of their efforts on going after individuals who are actually committing violent crimes, which is something, by the way, that neither gun control advocates nor many violence prevention advocates will talk about. All right, let's turn our attention now to our uh, armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, our recidivist report. We'll start there. Out of a state with plenty of gun control laws on the books that don't seem to be doing much, 16-year-old San Bernardino uh, arrested in a fatal shooting of a Rialto, California man. This is from the uh, Press Enterprise newspaper. 32, uh, 32-year-old Andrew Flores, identified as the victim in this shooting, which took place back on April 27th in uh, San Bernardino, California. And according to the Press Enterprise, the 16-year-old, who's not being named because he's a juvenile, was uh, already on probation at the time of this shooting. What was he on probation for? Quote, carrying a stolen concealed firearm and vandalism. All right. Vandalism in a 16-year-old, I can, I, can, I can see maybe probation for that offense. In fact, I wouldn't have a problem with probation for that offense. 16-year-old carrying a stolen gun? And he got probation? Really? I mean, keep in mind, in California, it's a crime for you to have a gun without, uh, for you to carry a gun without a license, right? It is against the law for you to acquire a gun without going through a background check. It is against the law for you to acquire ammunition without going through a background check. You can be put in prison for all of those crimes. But a 16-year-old walking around with a stolen gun, hey, don't do that again. And now. He's been arrested and charged uh, in this uh, shooting. Uh, It's just, uh, you know, again, this is just another example of the um, mindlessness of gun control advocates who always think the answer is putting another law in the books while increasingly, particularly for those gun control advocates on the left, they want a couple more gun control laws on the books with less actual policing and certainly Uh, less actual consequences for committing both nonviolent and even violent offenses. Uh, You know, in California, this actually uh, is a a big issue here. There's a a bill 
uh, called the Anti-Racism Sentencing Reform Act that is making its way through the legislature that would significantly reduce sentences for gun-related crimes. Um, According to this bill, if a gun is used during a violent felony offense, such as robbery, California's 1020 Life gun enhancement applies. A 10-year enhancement is available for any use of a gun, which is increased to 20 years if the gun is discharged and 25 to life if great bodily injury or death occurs. And Democrats in California have a problem with that. AB 1509 would eliminate the use of most gun enhancements and would reduce significantly many others, modifying them from 10, 20 to life to one extra year, two extra years, or three extra years. Yeah, that's it. So you've got this situation in California where the Democrats in charge of the state are busy trying to impose more restrictions on those who would be legal gun owners while trying to reduce the sentences for individuals who use the gun in the commission of a violent crime. I I mean, I don't know any other word to describe it other than insanity. But that's what's taking place in California right now. Uh, Today's Armed Citizen story from Frankfort, Kentucky, where an alleged burglar Shot and killed after uh, breaking into a home in Frankfurt. According to the uh, Frankfurt police, this was uh, Tuesday, uh, about 9.35 in the morning. Dispatch called to a burglary in progress. The uh, caller did tell the uh, 911 dispatcher, look, I've, I've shot this guy. When police arrived, they found a 35-year-old Stephen Smallwood. He was taken to a local hospital before he uh, succumbed to his injuries just after 5 p.m. yesterday. Uh, Frankfurt police say an investigation is underway, but based on what we know, This would appear to be a a case of self-defense. We'll try to bring you any uh, additional information as it becomes available. And finally today, our good deed of the day, down in the uh, great state of Georgia, this is actually uh, a a Maryland news story because you have a uh, former lifeguard from Maryland uh, in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing to uh, save a woman from drowning. Uh, Ryan Smith was a uh, lifeguard back in Ellicott City, Maryland, graduated from Mount Hebron High School, became a, a police officer in Montgomery County, Maryland, before he transferred down to Georgia and made the right move, by the way, uh, to Marietta. He's now with the Marietta Police Department. And he says uh, he was out with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mom at a, a restaurant. He said, we noticed a woman in a raft struggling in the water. And he said, when I reached the woman, she was blue and purple. But uh, he was able to rescue her. And uh, she is going to make a full recovery. Uh, <laughs> Ryan said, uh, quote, it was a rush. But that's what I'm trained to do as a uh, 15-year-old lifeguard to a police officer. So uh, Ryan Smith, officer there in uh, Marietta, Georgia. Again, in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. We thank you, sir for your very good deed. And I want to thank each and every one of you who is a VIP member of uh, BarryAndArms.com for uh, joining. I also want to give the folks who are not a VIP member the opportunity to do so. All you have to do is go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe and uh, use the promo code GUNS. That'll get you 25% off of your VIP membership. You're going to get exclusive analysis, commentary. Uh, If you uh, upgrade to a VIP gold membership, 
You're going to get uh, access to uh, uh, members-only events like the uh, live chat we'll be doing today with Ed Morrissey from Hot Air talking about the uh, NRA's attempt at bankruptcy, which failed yesterday when a federal judge in Texas denied the organization's uh, attempt to uh, file bankruptcy in Texas, uh, as well as all kinds of other great uh, uh, commentary and analysis from uh, throughout the town hall uh, family, whether it's townhall.com, Hot Air, Red State, Twitchy, PJ Media, uh, and of course, BarryAndArms.com. We really do appreciate your support. It allows us to do things like send Julio Rosas out to wherever riots are happening uh, or to even do programs like this each and every day, bringing you the latest Second Amendment news and information. So again, you can go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe and then use the promo code GUNS for 25% off of your VIP membership. Don't forget as well that you can subscribe to Town Hall Media on YouTube. That way you'll never miss one of these programs. Or you go to rumble.com, check out Bearing Arms Cam and Company. You can also find Bearing Arms Cam and Company on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the townhall.com podcast page. We do try to make it as easy as possible for you to get what you need. And we'll be back tomorrow with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. But until then, be well, be safe, and be free.